Hi, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org, that's sacredspacehealing.org. I'm a Reiki master, teacher and shamanic practitioner and I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. The work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union sessions, abundance and uh, bespoke healing and coaching sessions. The website again is sacredspacehealing.org. So thank you for all your messages of support, uh, for all your kindness in following these podcasts and for all your feedback. It's always really gratefully received. Thank you for all your donations of support. If you would like to continue to donate to the podcast and the channel and all this free work, then there's a donations button on the website, sacredspacehealing.org. Go to the homepage, uh, click the donate uh, page, and you can donate to the podcast or you can also donate to the bursary fund, which um, I've created, which offers one person every month a bursary assisted place to do the life purpose or the core wound healing program. So please feel free to donate as much or as little as you feel called to in these times. Today's podcast is looking at a few things and I really couldn't think of a title. But what I really want to look at is trauma and PTSD and what's happening right now in the world. So I've mentioned this in a couple of other podcasts. I think what's quite interesting about what's happening right now is that, um, and by right now, I mean March 2020. So wherever you are in the world, you'll know what this time, what this time period was about, whether the podcast is being listened to now or years from now. What, What we're seeing in the world is a kind of collective experience of trauma and PTSD and grief and I think what's quite interesting is that having spoken to a lot of people um, both clients and friends but myself included in this is that people that have experienced trauma and PTSD um, basically people that have you know difficult lives are finding this time on the whole to be a, a quite a a calming experience for them. That's not to say that they're not worried about jobs and money and all of that stuff, but actually they're not caught up in the collective um, emotional kickback of fear and grief and uh, confusion. And I think one of the reasons why that's happening is because for anyone who's experienced trauma or PTSD, you spend your life being scared and triggered and in high levels of anxiety and not knowing what the future will bring and really forcing yourself to be in the now and in the simplest ways of, you know, in this moment all my needs are met or in this moment I'm enjoying a really nice cup of tea or whatever it is. And I think people that have experienced trauma and PTSD get really good at that. They get really good at navigating a world that that constantly feels hostile and, and that is constantly changing. And sometimes it's constantly changing because it, they are experiencing the world in that way because they're constantly being triggered by the world. And so what we're seeing now is that the collective is experiencing that. And in a way, it's almost like those people that have experienced trauma and PTSD for so long can, can take a collective uh, sigh of relief and say, oh, I don't have to carry this anymore. There's others that experience this also. So I do think that... And a couple of other writers have spoken about this, that 
if we want to look to how we can navigate these times, we need to look to those that have lived through great trauma, that have lived through or experienced PTSD, and ask them how they have navigated these really difficult times in their lives, because we'll learn from them the practices of self-care, self-love, and being in the moment, but also how to manage anxiety. I think what's happening for the collective at the moment is a collective um, form of anxiety and fear um, and, uh, and, and trauma and, and this kind of sense of disconnection. I think this is happening for lots of reasons. Um, at its most basic level, I think we've been fed a lot of fear stories uh, for a very long time, drip, 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 but that these have become huge now, you know, and I think with social media, fear, like love, like anything, has the capacity, the capability to reach many, many people, millions of people instantly. So if we choose to buy into fear, um, we are choosing to lower our vibration and stay at that lower vibration. I think we're very easily manipulated into states of fear and apocalypse and apocalyptic um, scenarios because we've spent most of our lives being fed those stories. We've watched horror films, we've watched thrillers, our televisions and our film screens and our literature is filled with these horrific stories of apocalyptic times, of horrific things that happen to people. We've been fed these stories for many, many, many decades. We've not been fed the stories, and these stories are out there, and even even now they're out there, and I've said this in other podcasts, that more people are are recovering from this virus than are dying from it. You know, more compassionate acts are happening than terrible things are happening, but we're not hearing about that. We're just hearing about the negative and we're just choosing to focus on the negative because it's very powerful and it's very seductive. And I think a part of us is programmed to seek out the fear, to seek out the darkness because we've had that fed to us for so long in our TVs, in our in our cinemas, in our books, in our literature, in our songs, in our music, in the frequencies at which we vibrate and have been forced to vibrate, in the bombardment of masts of 5G and 4G, in the bombardment of our, um, our land with fracking, the, the pollution of our waters, the pollution of our, um, of our ecosystem, uh, the pollution of our diet, everything around us is maintained to keep our frequency lower, lowered and caged in a state of fear and dis-ease and it's not surprising that when something like this happens so many people tip into complete trauma and to complete fear and also a kind of um, uh, a, a frozen state I'm seeing many people just frozen they're not making moves they're not making choices they're not they're not organizing their days they're not saying okay this is how i'm going to use my day they're frozen because everything that they have known has, has stopped and i think this is an incredible opportunity for us to evolve as 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 enlightened beings as soul having a physical existence on this planet now there are two ways that we can go we can go further into the darkness we can start looting and pillaging and and robbing, we can steal from each other, we can be cruel to each other, we can um, get angry with each other, or we can choose a different way. We can choose to be more compassionate and more loving and more kind to ourselves and to others. We can mourn the fact that we don't have our jobs and we can't see people and we can't hug people and we can't go to the pub and we can't go to the gym, or we can find joy in other things in our lives, uh, whether it's nature, whether it's 
uh, different forms of communication, whether it's different ways of relating to ourselves or our world. I think our forms of communication have often got so um, fixated on certain ways of being. You know, we, we feel that we're only connected if we're right up against someone. We're only connected if we're touching something or tasting it or feeling it. And we're being asked to find a different way of connecting. And I think there is something really beautiful in that different way. Um, there is something that it requires us to be more imaginative, it requires us to be more creative, it requires us to really feel things deeply rather than just act on things. Um, we're seeing a revolution, for example, in friendships and in dating. Uh, people are having uh, conference calls and Zoom calls and Skype calls as their first dates or as hanging out with their friends. But, you know, <laughs> decades ago, this is how people courted through letters. This is how friendships were maintained as pen pals. When I was a child and I was growing up, uh, you know, me and my closest friends would write letters to each other. Even though we were at school together, we would write letters to each other in the evening and, and then give each other letters the next day because we enjoyed... There was something really beautiful about coming home and reading a letter that your friend had written to you, telling you all this stuff that... Often we express ourselves differently when we're not face-to-face -face with someone. I had a lot of friends who left my school and went to live abroad, and it was the most exciting thing in the world when once a month I would get that international envelope with a letter from them from the other side of the world. And I would take my time to compose this letter to them and fill it with all kinds of stuff, which was really my love. And these days, those relationships are maintained on a like on social media or a quick instant message and we feel like we're connected but actually we're connecting on very surface levels rather than deeper levels and yes when you know our parents generation uh, courted they wrote each other love letters they didn't just jump straight to let's have a drink let's fuck uh, let's move in together oh it didn't work out they really took their time to get to know each other and to invest in this person that they were courting in inverted commas and sometimes those courtships worked out and you had wonderful marriages that have lasted decades and sometimes they didn't but the point is that we had a different way of relating and i think we're being asked to remember a different way of relating that we have lost we have lost connection and the paradox is that we feel now that we're disconnected because we're being told we're being given words like self-isolation and social distancing and we see that as a negative thing but that's because we've been given that term don't call it self-isolation don't call it social distancing you know, call it time with yourself, time with your loved ones, time with your family, time out in nature. Call it self-care, call it self-love, call it a retreat. You know, call it a vision quest. <laughs> call it a pilgrimage, like call it what you need to call it. You don't have to take the term that is being enforced on everyone and then allow that to make you feel fearful. Many people that have been on the path, that have been on a path of self-discovery and self-healing for a long time are used to long periods of being by themselves of disconnecting from friendships that don't work and partnerships that don't work, of spending time in nature, spending time journaling. A lot of my clients will often, in the process of the healing work that we do together in the deeper programs, spend a lot of time just distancing themselves from the world so they can come to better understand themselves and heal themselves. And none of us have seen this as a terrible thing. It's been a necessary thing in order to grow and better understand who we are and what we want in the world. And ultimately, it's been our strength. 
I think if we can take this time that feels like it's being imposed on us, but if we can take it and transform it into something where we learn to cook better, communicate better, take better care of ourselves, make better choices, be more discerning in what we give our energy to, read books, um, you know, take up yoga again, start meditating, learn Reiki, uh, sign up for a personal development course. You know, if we can use this time really productively when it ends and it will end because all phases end when we come out of this we will have been transformed but we have a choice because we can come out of this destroyed angry and bitter and resentful and traumatized or we can come out of it the best version of ourselves ever and really that's ultimately down to choice um i really hope that the choice that you make is one that is going to be something that you're proud of in the years to come and, and, and something that you can inspire your, your loved ones with in years to come. Um, I do think that this is a good time for personal development and so if that's something that you want to invest in I would say you know shop around have a look at the website sacredspacehealing.org and have a look at the life purpose work with the core wound healing work because this is a perfect time to do work like that you won't have the commitments of work. You know, you won't have you won't have the excuse of, oh, I couldn't I couldn't do the work, I couldn't do the rituals, or you know, I couldn't show up for the healing call because I had work or I had to go to the pub or you know I had to see my girlfriend. You won't have those excuses. This is time that you could really spend and devote and dedicate to yourself. So if that calls, please think about investing in it. I know that a lot of people have a lot of concerns around money, but as I've said in other podcasts, there's arrangements that we can come to, so um, don't let that get in the way. Ultimately, we have a choice whether we choose to be traumatized by this time or we choose to be awoken by this time. And um, if you choose to be awoken by this time, then um, it's glorious in terms of where that's going to lead in terms of your self-knowing. So there's self-development work, there's reading, there's yoga, there's exercise, there's writing, there's journaling, there's cooking, there's taking up a hobby, um, you know, and there's finding different ways of communicating, whether it's with friends or whether it's with loved ones or partners. These are all suggestions that I throw into the mix. I will be doing other podcasts on more specifics, but I just wanted to look at this collective trauma um, at, that we're experiencing at the moment and how we can navigate our way through it. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Check it out for free podcasts, free meditations, free YouTube videos that you can um, you can watch. There's a 21-day course called 21 Days to a Daily Practice. It's on the YouTube channel. It's perfect for times like this. Um, so have a look, and also the deeper work is there as well. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace, and abundance. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.